We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dan's we here with the old man Andreas Hell in Blue Wire Studios, Wind Resort in Las Vegas. F one week here in Vegas. There's a lot of people outside. Tons of people walking here through the wind. We ain't talking about race cars. Sorry. No, no, no race cars. No, no we talking no. about fighting. Even though, have you not played the video game that's out in the hallway here at Blue Wire? No, I have not. It's insane. Yeah, shout out to Nick. He's in the booth right now chilling. I came last week. Nick is just going crazy on master. <laughs> like you would think Nick is racing this weekend <laughs> the whole time. I was like, oh, Nick is just going hitting the corners. It's the legit track and what they use to practice for the course. We got to get you on the game. Film it. Yeah, I'm going to have to do it. We're throwing on YouTube. See Dre's driving skills. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do it. I, I don't know how to drive stick shit. I don't know how to drive a stick either. Really? Really. Oh, we both suck. Yeah, we're trash. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, no, it's not not for me. Automatics my whole life. Yeah. Never drove a truck. It was an unnecessary skill. It's like swimming. Yeah, yeah. My pops <laughs> was like, don't you want to learn how to drive a stick? I was like, why would I want to do the hard work myself? Some people enjoy that shit. My pops the same way. Like, oh, he loves driving. Yeah, stick. hitting the clutch. I was like, I'll grind the shit out that clutch. Yeah. Fuck that clutch. Nah, I'm blowing out a clutch every yeah, three I months. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about nothing. I just want to drive. That's yep. it. As easy as possible. Yeah, I ain't worried about no shifting no damn nah, gears. Like, I don't got a Tesla. Drive. This shit drives me. Yeah. Like, I, I barely want to drive as is, let alone drive a stick shift. But we'll try our hand at the game. Have one week. But it's also UFC week here in Vegas, back at the Apex. Kind of surprised it's not a card, like, somewhere. I know. They, they did it during F1 week. Boxing and Shakur Stevenson fights on Thursday. Yep. They, UFC was like, nah, fuck that. We're going to do our fight <laughs> the same time as F1. Okay. And it's a decent card. It is not a bad card. Like, this is a... you Again, Apex cards suck. For the most part, you look at them as like, really? This is what we're doing? Yep. This one ain't bad. Paul Craig versus Brendan Allen. Uh, our guest, Chase Hooper. Yep. Going up against Jordan Levitt. Uh, what else we got in this card? Uh, Jake Matthews. Michael Morales. Yeah, like... Oh, Michael Morales, who is... Undefeated in an animal. Yeah. That kid's got hands. Yeah, so that Jake Matthews fight. It's a nice little step up in competition. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, that's that's gonna. No, he gonna he gonna smash him. Man, Rivas is on this card. It's a, it's a good it's a good card. So if, you know if you're not up watching F1 that night, uh, obviously it don't start until 10 p.m. West Coast time. Yo, I thought of, I, like I thought about going. I started putting in my credential, and then I looked at the time that it started, and I was like, there ain't no way in hell. It's like covering EDC. Yeah, and I can't. Shit's all night. Nah, man, I got kids, man. <laughs> I can't. I got, I got kids. I got kids. I can't be up at that goddamn three in the morning watching cars zoom around the track. I'm good. Yeah, I'm at three in the morning anyway. Exactly. Allegedly. Now, unless my son wakes up. But if he wakes up, then I'm up. But my <laughs> wife will shoot me in the face if I said I'm going to cover some damn F1 this weekend. It ain't happening. <laughs> the whole night. Yeah. I got to bounce nine o'clock. Yeah. Three. I'm out. No. I'll see you tomorrow. That's some shit she wouldn't even believe. Yeah. That's you doing some, what? You doing. Yeah, right. Stop playing. And then the worst Some part is like, when I come home, I have to still take care of the kid. Oh, yeah. There ain't well, no going to sleep. Here, here's your like, son. Like, babe, I was out until 3 a.m. covering. You woke care. up at 4. Yeah. What did I got to do with me? Yeah, this boy calling your name. So, yeah, go do that. So <laughs> You knew this before you took the gig. No F1 for me this weekend. Now, y'all can tell me about it. I wanted to be there for the experience at first. And I was just like, I don't need, you know how much shit I've seen in my life? I just I'm drove here. half the track getting here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bright as hell. I'm outside. I feel like I'm in the race. Yeah, I'm good, man. I, I kind of can't wait for this to be over so the strip can get back to normal. Somewhat. It's kind of trash. Super Bowl's like two months away. Strip won't be normal for that. No. Two, two months. Damn. Yeah. Two months. Yeah. So it's it's not going to be normal anytime soon. Nope. But with that being said, it's one of those things where, okay, I'm looking forward to a UFC card. I can watch that. Throw on F1 for like 30 minutes after, take my ass to bed on a Saturday night. But also, looking at last weekend's card in New York, I understand every November has to be New York. And John Jones was supposed to headline. That card would have been perfect for this week at F1. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have had to watch a whole lot of fights. It was, what, 21 minutes of case time? Quick. Quick, fast, in a hurry. Everybody got beat That's up. That's what it got to F1. I, when I did my predictions, I was... Usually, I was like, man, you never have a car with five finishes. Like, usually something goes to distance. But then when you looked at the card, you were like, ain't none of this shit going to distance. <laughs> Aspinall, Pereira, absolutely not. No. I mean, Aspinall, Pavlovich wasn't going the distance. Pereira and Yuri, I didn't see that going 25 minutes. But then the only, like, San Denis and Frivola, I was like, there's no way that's going the distance. It was only the opening fight where maybe Diego Lopez could have went the distance. He didn't go the distance. Quick, fast. And then Jessica Andrade Mackenzie Dern. Nothing went the distance. Damn, were we wrong. Somehow, they managed to make this pay-per-view still go about two and a half hours with 21 minutes of cage time. You got to kill some time in between. Man, I wish. You don't get paid by the minute? You would have been on commentary. Yo. Roll them out. If I'm John Anakin, like, get the motherfuckers out here. Who's next? Let's go. Hit the music. It's about to be an early night for me. Imagine that. You pay. It would suck. You pay. How much is the pay-per-view now? 79, I think. Plus the script. So you pay all that money and you get 21 minutes. 90 fights. bucks. With walkouts, if they didn't, if they didn't like waste any time, it would have been like a 45 minute pay-per-view. I, for me, I would have loved it. Oh, in New York, I hate covering fights on the East Coast anyway. Yes. Yeah, because you're there until 2, 3 a.m. after the presser. So it's like, what? I would have been out by 11.45? 12? That, yo, that's, that's how it should be. But, Easy. you know, they got to talk and. I would have been at Grace Papaya's. <laughs> it got to give you a bunch of fluff. <laughs> that was man. That that car was quick. I kept looking up and I was like, "Damn, another knockout!" Like I should have kept track. Usually, I keep track of these things and do the math on how long the fight card's been. But I wasn't doing the live blog for Sport News, so I was just kind of 
watching and I had my, I was watching like, I was watching Collision on the, my other screen. Oh, yeah. Sorry. The pay-per-view ended and Collision was still going. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is crazy. That, that, that was nuts. No, undercards were pretty good. Jared Gordon wins. Yeah. Gives you a nice motivational three hours. I was shooting heroin in right underneath here at Penn State. I said, God damn, get this man a, a bonus for something. Something. Book deal. Something. I was shooting heroin in Penn Station right beneath here. Now here I am fighting at MSG. Good wow. for him. Good That's for him. hell of a story. He's got a great story. Yeah. So, no, he definitely deserved that win. Um, again, there was a couple. Like, the prelims were okay. Those were, like, decision-filled a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it wasn't great. And then main card hits. And like you said, Diego Lopez comes out one minute and 30 seconds. Waste no time. Diego Lopez, he's another one to watch. And he proved why. Yep. He proved why. The, the featherweight kind of needs a little bit more. Oh, they need some juice. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to get to all the other fight. They got the other fight announcements that's, that's coming up. But featherweight division could use some new talent. Diego Lopez looks like the kid that has the talent and the cool little haircut. It's always good to have a cool haircut. Yeah. It, it that, that goes a long way. Separates you. Then Matt Frivola, who we had on the show, versus Benoit Saint-Denis. Bruh, Saint-Denis is a problem. <sighs> I thought, I knew this was going to be a war, right? Yeah. Uh, I did the MMA, I did MMA fighting, um, I forgot the damn name of the show, with Jed and, and uh, Matt. And we were talking about, like, what's the sleeper on this card? And we were all like, don't you say Frivola and Saint-Denis, because that, everybody knows it's going to be a banger. Yeah. The real question is, how long is it going to go? Well, I thought Frivola was going to win this fight. Even though I truly believe in San Denise, I thought Frivola had a ton of momentum. I thought this would just be a war and it'd be a war of attrition. Nope. It's a war of a head kick. <laughs> Frivola backed out, kept it, put his hand down, left his chin up, and San Denise found that chin. San Denise right now in this division yep. is a problem. And if you start creating an all-violence card, he's got to be on it. There's so much violence in this. He, man, he's, yeah, he's violent as hell. But I don't think he's too far away from fighting a top five opponent. Yeah, we get him. Poirier? Yo, yo you, if him and Poirier fight, just fuck it. That's the fuck it fight. That's what you call it. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, him and Gaethje. Is just, yeah, just, say, even worse. Him, him and Gaethje, and Gaethje just, fight, just super fuck it. Yeah, just like, no belts on the line, just badassery, right? Didn't like, Gaethje have the BMF belt? Yeah. Let's I, do it. Nobody care about it. Do it. I, Why not? I don't even need it, but no, do a triple threat. Galore. Do a triple threat with all three of them. <laughs> same just go. time. It, yeah. <laughs> San Denise is a beast. Man. It's mixing shows, but my mind just went to like war games. <laughs> like just a lightweight <laughs> war version games, of yeah. war games. You just have William Regal in the, in the octagon. That'd be impressive. Oh, yeah. Wildly impressive. They do that shit somewhere in Russia where it's like a 4v4 MMA oh, I've seen fight. It. And it looks so stupid because <laughs> as soon as one person loses, it's a wrap. Oh, yeah. Because they all jumping you. You're not overcoming the odds. I never knew gang violence was legal until I saw <laughs> this stuff. Because this is fools getting jumped in, right? But you ain't getting jumped in to get any any anything. No. You just getting beat up. And it's all right. Like, if you get knocked out, like, the teammates kind of understand. I saw one clip where a dude was in a guillotine. It wasn't even that deep. And he taps. I know the homies are like, you motherfucker. They were so mad. We about to get jumped. It's like, it's over. What are you doing? I'm not to, tapping. You I got to see it. I have to see it one day. Where they do this four v four, and then it ends up with like a one on three, and the one dude wins. That's I can't wait to see that. That's leaps and bounds more entertaining than slap league. Well, yeah, we, I can't believe we're still talking about slap league. It's, it's still, still around league. somewhere. It, yo, Dana talk. He can't stop talking about it. Yeah, it, 
if he was investing in some like sideshow shit, 4v4 would have been way yeah. better. He probably called that energy. That's goofy. That's an attraction. Come watch people get slapped in the face defenseless. Yeah. Like the zone tag team boxing. Oh, that was wild. Yeah. Entertain me. Standing there getting smacked in the face is not entertaining. No. 4v4 MMA tag team boxing. How do you strategize? Like for me, if it was like me, you, like, let's say, let's see, let's see who the reverse rat pack. Danny. Danny. Danny fight. And uh, AJ. Yeah, we'll get AJ. Sure. The whole wild weight classes, right? Like yeah, the, yeah. the four of us in there. I, don't I mean, know. Ramon would probably be the better option. Well, yeah. But no, AJ is. But the weight class is all over the place. But I'd, I'd be like, yo, Kel, let's just jump this dude first. Like just bum rush him and kick him in the face and then you stomp him. No, you can't because you're automatically giving up your back. That's also true. So the four people, at some point, you all like dance together and you like shimmy around the cage until one person gets knocked out. Nah. We, no, no, we running. Me and you, we running. Like, and again, if I'm getting subbed on the ground, help me. Yeah, just stomp him. Get him off of me. Hey, hey, like, be like, hold on. I got to go help my friend here. That's it. A soccer kick's legal? In- no, it is not. Damn. No, <laughs> you want pride rules? I want and pride. four v four pride <laughs> rules. Everybody's got it. Now, now it's a little too crazy. That's what I want. Yeah, no, no. There's no soccer kicks just yeah. to the dome piece and someone's cinching in a rear naked. That, I want it all. I want it. Oh, 12, six elbows. Give me it all. Yeah, no. Nah, but if I'm like midway in a twister, like help me advance position. Take his leg off. I would him. love to see them mic it up. Help. Help. <laughs> it's like, my man's in a twister. Come stomp him. Give him a Hulk Hogan leg drop. Something. Punch yeah. him in the gut. Just right in the belly. Yeah. Like get him off of me. Very entertaining. Yeah. Because you're a ground and pound. You can punch someone right in the face. He's yeah. choking me. He's defenseless. You knock him out that way. We're good. But yeah, there's the strategy is is not very good. Nah. I think they kind of pick people. It's kind of like uh, just paying like football in the backyard or like pick up oh, basketball. Oh, yeah, I got him. Yo, I got him. I got like it's one of those things where you just size up the other team, but all right, he's mine. He's mine. And then y'all all four just until someone gets slept. And then it's like, yeah, then now, gotta, we're, now we're roaming. Now it's a scramble. Now it's two on one somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere it's a mismatch. And you just got to start throwing head kicks. If we're down a man, I'm just throwing head kicks. That's it. I'm not throwing hands anymore. My hand's too short. So <laughs> it's leg kicks, head kick. Leg kick, head kick. That's yeah. how you keep two people off. I put somebody in a sharpshooter. <laughs> I've seen the walls of Jericho uh, win yeah. an MMA match too. You see some weird shit on like social media MMA. Oh books. yeah, regional promotions. I seen Boston Crab. I seen somebody get finished with a straight up Boston Crab. Not Walls of Jerry, a straight up Boston Crab. It taps to it. And Duke gives a thumbs up. He had to watch wrestling as a kid. Ain't no way. Because I, look, we're getting off the beaten path. But I remember as a kid, you know, practicing wrestling moves with my friend and I was like, hey, let me try the figure four leg lock. That shit hurts. Oh yeah. <laughs> like for real, for real. It hurts. Rolling over and reversing it takes no pressure off of no, no, but a, a real the figure biggest lie. Yeah, in pro wrestling, no, that, it reverses none of the pressure. Like Cobra Clutch, none of that shit work. But that Boston Crab in Figure Four, like that shit hurts. Yeah, I saw someone catch a poison Rana. Oof, full on MMA fight. That's what I'm talking about. Wild that's, shit. That's how you do it. You 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 never know what's gonna happen. Uh, but yeah, so next fight was Jessica Andrade Mackenzie Dern. Yo, what happened to Mackenzie Dern striking? Jessica Andrade is strong. No. She's regressed. We just said she was getting better. She was. She fought well against Angela Hill. Yeah. But if you watch her striking the Jessica Andrade fight, 
Her chin was up in the air the entire time. She was throwing these wide looping shots. And at a certain point, you go, you know, you're in there with Jessica Andrade, right? Like, you're not in there with like, and Angela Hill is, had to worry about the ground threat, right? But she's not like a knockout artist. Jessica Andrade is a knockout artist. And if you're throwing hooks and keeping your chin in the air, you're just inviting to get knocked out. Oh, yeah. And she wasn't strong enough to get a takedown. Like, she tried to hip toss very early in the fight. She tried to snatch a neck, but Andrade was just too strong. The The bigger story here is, yes, Mackenzie Dern got knocked out. Mackenzie Dern's never going to get a title fight. She's entered Paige Van Zandt, Michelle Waterson. She's in that place now. She's just... Just the name running around. Her hands are never going to catch up to her ground game. In a ground game, she hasn't been able to submit anybody in forever. And if you if you can keep the fight on the feet, you got a great chance to win. She's the best jujitsu practitioner in women's history. Don't matter. It, it doesn't. Assignment? It doesn't. Even, judo. It doesn't work in MMA, right? Like you you're doing like gi jujitsu, which she did, and she was really good at. Yeah, there was no threat of somebody throwing hands at you for whatever reason. With the threat of ground and pound, she is not able to secure a submission. But the bigger issue is she doesn't have great takedowns. That's the key. And when you're fighting a Zhang Weili, a Jessica Andrade, they ain't going to let you just take them down on some, some raggedy hip toss shit. Yeah. You're going to have to figure out a power double leg or something. She had nothing for Jessica Andrade. Shout out to Jessica Andrade. What's his fifth, fifth fight this year? Yep. Fighting away out of a divorce. Kind of said it. Like, <laughs> I'm fighting because I had a divorce and I can't afford it. Kenzie Dern, too. She was like, half this fight Purse is still going to my ex-husband. Like, this is crazy. Because it's like, like, they don't make a ton of money to begin with. Yeah. But Andras ends the losing streak. What states side with these men? Where is these states? I don't know. I've been through a divorce. I wasn't getting shit. Yeah, well, like, I mean. I don't know where they got their divorce. Maybe it's some shit where their, their exes ain't making no shit, no money either. Just I don't chilling. know. But uh, Jessica Andras sends Mackenzie Dern to the shadow realm. Mackenzie's got some shit to figure out. Uh, she fired her. Oh, damn. Who was her striking coach? Jason Perillo, she fired him, which didn't make any sense to me because they made her striking improve and she yeah. abandons it. And I don't know what she was doing. She gets knocked out. It's a wrap. I've given up on Mackenzie Dern. Her and her accents can go. She, she can move up a division. The accent is still changing. Nah, she's still going to get washed, man. She's done. She has had no evolution in her game. Like, just what are you going to do? Stay there, fight Tatiana Suarez, get Molly Wild. Like, you're, they're ask, just going to feed you through a cycle. Michelle Watterson. Like, she's still here. She ain't getting no title fights. Yeah. Cookie Monster went and got the title again. Yeah, but she had a wrestling base. Yeah. Like, Mackenzie doesn't... The striking is so bad. I don't know. Like, it was getting better. And then you looked at this fight, and she was just flailing. Yeah. And then she got hurt, and she didn't know what to do. Oh, once she was hurt, it was a wrap. And Andrade at the end of like, that round, Dude. I was like, okay, she could brush it off. She came right back out, and it was like she had just gone wrong. It's, it's a wrap, man. It's a wrap. I... Like, Andrade had been hitting the skids, and we all predicted that Mackenzie would suffer yep. because mentally we just thought she was out of it. But she got her mojo back. Levels to this. Yeah. Maybe the divorce was really fucking with her. Yeah. Like, or she's just the gatekeeper. I mean, yeah, it's not like she went out there and was fighting bums. She fought Tatiana Suarez. Yeah, it's like, she's the gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Like, where where do you think you're at? If you you're can beat find out. Jessica Andrade... Okay, you're probably a top 10, top 8 fighter. Yeah, you're going to find if, out. If you can't, she is, it's going to be a tough night in the office for you. Yeah, I don't know where they go with McKenzie for, at this point, but uh, I mean, she's still 
an attraction. People still like her. I just think she's reached her peak. She's never going to get any better. Might be PFL McKenzie. Nah, they'll keep her around for a while. They're not going to just let a her go. A little bit. Uh, co-main event, Sergey Pavlovich, Tom Aspinall. I mean, look, I was wrong about the main and the co-main, but I don't care. I was just wrong about the co-main, but we had the results right. Yes. We knew people were going to get knocked out. It was pretty easy to bet first round knockout in this fight. It's all they do. You just <laughs> didn't know who was going to do it. But let me tell you, the stare down between Yuri and Pereira was epic. These two just stared holes at each other. Yeah. Like Yuri wouldn't take his eyes off him. I was concerned with Alex Pereira at light heavyweight. He couldn't knock out Jan Blachowicz. I was wondering like how the power transferred. Now I know Yuri is a little bit wild and he leaves himself open, but the, I mean, the power's there. What made me start changing my mind. Like we did the show last week. Yep. Then I was watching. I'm sure you saw it too. Where Daniel Cormier is like, Hey, kick me in the leg. Yep. And he's like 20%. And you see Cormier like, ow. And I was like, Oh fuck. I forgot about this part about Alex Pereira's game. Cause he compromised Izzy's leg the same yep. way. He compromised Yuri's legs, two kicks in the fight. Yep. And Yuri was nodding like, all right. But he was like, uh Oh, Yuri was still looking good with the hands. He was, but there that, just wasn't anything behind it. But the leg being compromised, he yep. had nothing to push off of. No, he couldn't sit on anything. The combinations were still fluid and awkward. But at this point, Alex was just like, all right, until you opened up and caught him. No one. No one eats that right hand. Nah, man. No one. Izzy fought fire, like jumped into the fire, got knocked out twice by the man. The other fight was still in the same position. Yeah. And luckily slipped just enough to finally land the punch. Yeah, he teed up that counter very well in that third fight. But you land that maybe... You gotta get Once lucky. out of every three fights. Yeah. The others, that right hand's putting you to sleep. It's tough because Alex's power is that of a, like, Deontay Wilder, like Francis. It's a hammer. It's, there's no answer for it. No. Technically, the man can't wrestle at all. No, he, it's, it's Here he had one leg, took him down. It's, it's wild how bad his ground game is. And like somebody tweeted me, was like, Yo, he's a brown belt in jujitsu. I was like, I don't mean shit. He, he like he has no idea what to do on the ground. He can survive off his back, maybe. Yeah, like Yuri couldn't get the finish, but this, the, the dude's got hammered. He's the most beatable champion in in the UFC. But here's the issue: eleven pro MMA fights, a two division world champion already. Like he's already a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and people are like he's a Hall of Famer. It's like yes, <laughs> yes. He may not be the best two division champion, like, but he broke MMA. He got here, they fast-tracked him to a title shot, and then he knocks out Sean Strickland, who's now the current middleweight champion, and then he knocks out Izzy. Then he loses to Izzy, but he's clearly weight-drained because he's a giant. Yep. Moves up to light heavy, fights Jan one fight, and then next fight, he wins the championship. 11 pro MMA fights, this guy's got two titles. And now... And that division is not the greatest. That's if he wins one to. more time, he's probably like the second best light heavyweight champion of all time. Well, you look at because they're like, oh, Jamal Hill. He's going to kill Jamal Hill. Yeah. Like, obviously, he's not fighting Glover. That's his training partner. Yeah. But then look at the rest of the division. Paul Craig, Johnny Walker, Magomed Akalaev. None of them are going to stand with him. Like, it's a problem. They'll try. That's bad news. All bad. So, now he's... 
And and given that he's got a stranglehold over light heavyweight division now, Izzy will fight him if Izzy comes back. I don't know. Like, is he at light heavy? We yeah. already saw what happened with Jan. But I, I think that's a dare to be great situation oh, for it is. Izzy. That the now it's one and one. It just makes a lot of sense yeah. financially. Yeah. For Izzy. And then you figure out what you do when you go back down. It's just, I don't know who beats this man. And he, he calls out Izzy and Izzy tries to counter with like, oh, I've already done it. Bro, you're you're down in the series. You have to fight this man. That I'm going to take a, I'm going to rest until 2027. You can't do that. You got to come back and fight Alex Prayer. Yep. First, I thought the stoppage was a little early. Thought, I thought Mark Goddard jumped in a little bit early. Yeah. I would have liked to see it be a little bit more definitive. But it's not a huge complaint because Yuri didn't complain. No, because Yuri, it's always tough. When you get rocked, shoot for the takedown, and then don't let go of the legs. Right. I mean, the man's just elbowing you in the side of the ear, and then his arms do, at some point, go limp. Yeah. And then he just rolls to his back, which I get it. And you look at Pereira and be like, he has no ground game. So you let Yuri kind of get his wits about him on the yeah. ground. He's not going to get subbed by Pereira. But at that point, he's not the champion coming into this. You, right. You've earned nothing. So. And I like Yuri. I like, I like Yuri too. But Yuri's clearly disgusted with himself. Yes. They'll run this back sooner or later. The, the, Man just got to check a leg kick. Yeah, I can't imagine that Yuri doesn't find his way back into a title yeah. opportunity it's sooner. Not, yeah. It's not deep, man. Like. If Izzy doesn't come back, which I don't think he'll come back in the next six months, it'll be Jamal Hill. Yeah, it has to be Jamal. And Alice Perez is probably going to kill him. Sure. Like, I like Jamal. You don't want to fight him 100% healthy, let alone coming off of a fucking Achilles tear or whatever. Yeah. Like, Alice Perez is probably going to kill Jamal Hill. And I like Jamal. Jamal has been on the podcast before. I like him. He's got good hands, but this is yeah. this is different. Man feeding his kids. Yeah. I like it. Good personality. Yeah. but this, Thumbs up. This, this is different. Alice Perez is going to murder that man. But what was the better knockout, Alex or Aspinall? Uh, Aspinall. Because Aspinall got rocked. Yeah. Let's talk about this heavyweight fight. Because there's so many things to talk about. Pavlovich rocks Aspinall. Aspinall is like, oh, shit. Yep. Composes himself and catches it with a bing bing to the temple. <laughs> right? Like, not even on the, like, no. the temple. And as soon as he had Pavlovich, the legs started. The legs wobbled. Finished the job. <laughs> yeah. Again, another fight we knew wasn't going to get out of the first round. Aspinall is now the interim heavyweight champion. And now there are so many questions. Because if you're John Jones, like, I don't give a fuck with any. I don't want the Steve Bay fight anymore. Oh, I still want it. For what? It's a murder. It's the best heavyweight of all time, allegedly. Bro, no. The last time we saw Steve will now almost be four years ago. Yeah, got sent to the gods. By Francis Ngannou. Right. In right now, if you tell me Stipe's fighting Tom Aspinall, Tom Aspinall's killing Stipe Miocic. Yes, yes, yes. So there's there's no reason for this fight just to appease John Jones. And the the what makes it more confusing is all right. Well, now you have an interim champion. Now we know John's not coming back probably till the summer. Yeah. Right. Strangely enough, Conor McGregor's coach uh, John Kavanaugh said that Conor's not coming back until the summer. Both of y'all can't fight in the summer. I don't think. One of you have to fight at UFC 300. Yeah. And I would have thought it was going to be Connor. But if John Kavanaugh says it's not going to be the summer, maybe something will change. But this means you have all this time. Aspinall just had a first round knockout. It's November. He, I don't think he should wait. He don't want to wait until the summer. Who else is there? 
you could fight Cyril Gone. Good. You could fight. I mean, Jalton Almeida didn't have a great performance against Derek Lewis. <coughs> fight Curtis Blaze in a rematch because you tore your shit up fighting Curtis Blaze. Yeah. But it's weird to defend an interim title. Like, it's been done. But it's it just, is weird. It's weird. Like, if I have an interim title, like, I should be unifying the belts. But if John's not available, what are we doing? But the bigger question is, does John want to fight me? Because if John, for whatever reason, doesn't want to fight Aspinall, still wants to fight Miochis, what are we doing with the heavyweight title? Gonna have a champion and interim champion for a little longer. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But then, then the question is, even if John beats Stipe, does he still want to fight Aspen? That, that's the key. Right? So how much you time do you... You then have to, or you're going to retire. Right. So and if you're the UFC, and if you're Dana White, the one thing you don't want to do is let John out of his contract. Because if he retires, he ain't really retiring. You can go find Francis Ngannou yeah. and get the real back. And probably fight in Saudi Arabia. That was the question of the night at the post-fight. Right? What? Would you co-promote a fight oh. between John Jones All right, shot, and PFL? Look, 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 full transparency, that's my co-worker, Daniel Nanofsky, that asked that question. I love Dan, but he framed this all wrong. He framed it to get ate up by Dana White. Like, Dana ate his ass alive off that question. Because you don't ask that question because Dana's obviously going to say no. Yeah. You ask that question and say, you're a promoter. Do you care what the fans want? Don't give me that, I tried that shit. Francis has always wanted to fight John. John's wanted to fight Francis. Figure it the fuck out. So you answer that, ask that question a little bit better. You don't leave it open-ended. Because Dana said, why would I do that? And then he was like, to get the fan? No, because 100%, well, 50% of a million dollars is better than 0% of nothing, right? And that's where you're at right now. Yeah. 
Because in my eyes, as much as I say John Jones is the heavyweight champion, Francis Ngannou is still the heavyweight champ. Yes, he is. He never lost that title. So I... And he's never been hotter than he is right now. He's on fire right now. Lucrative. So it the fight Dana tried to make is not the fight he can make now. No, yesterday's price... 50%. Yo, yesterday's price ain't today's price. They like, do numbers. So there's a couple of things you got to look at. Saudi Arabia is investing in the PFL, which now means Francis Ngannou is also a pay-per-view fighter. Yes. Who's going to fight for Saudi money. If for some reason John fights and then retires and there's no clause that you can keep him away from the PFL, he's going to fight Francis Ngannou in Saudi Arabia for an extraordinary amount of money. And then the joke's on you because the bigger issue now becomes, oh, the PFL ain't playing, right? All the reports say the PFL is probably going to buy a Bellator. I don't see anything standing in the way of that. I mean, when it was, Showtime officially closes shop, I, I think it's... It's a wrap, right? Pretty much riding something. And you absorb the Aaron Picos, AJ McKees, the Pitbulls, you, Ryan Bay, you get all these fighters into this PFL fold. Now, Saudi has all this money and they were like, all right, cool, now we're competitive. In terms yeah. on paper, we got the fighters. But you know what we can do that the UFC can do? Well, how much you getting? Oh, I'll triple that. Easy, right? If anybody from the UFC sees John Jones go to the PFL and make like $20 million to fight Francis Ngannou, everybody's leaving. Everybody's out. <laughs> We're out. Fuck loyalty. It's time yep. to go. Connors, all of them. So like you, if you have earning potential, you're gone. So you have to figure out with John, all right, you want to fight Stipe, you want to appease him, but you got to figure out a way to make sure he fights Aspinall. Because what you don't want to happen is John and Francis Ngannou both leave the company as champions and Tom's like, yo, what the fuck? Because now the real champions are, are gone. Yeah. And they're just going to end up fighting each other somewhere else. I'd argue, because I, I didn't think the question was stupid as, you know, Dana White made it seem. Again, it could have been framed differently. It, just, it was framing. It, was, it wasn't but, a bad question. It was framing. No, yeah. It, it wasn't a bad question. I, I would argue now, this is better for Dana. because. Now, when you're greedy, you let PFL pay Francis whatever they're going to pay Francis. You don't have to pay Francis shit. Right. Now, with John, you have two options. You can pay John and say we're doing 50-50 co-promotion. Or you can just say he's going to retire anyway. Have him. Right. PFL, you do the whole card. We need this. Yeah. From Saudi. And Saudi, instead of you paying money out, you don't got to do nothing with the card. You don't got to provide anything else besides John. You say, I need 20. Licensing, 20. And we'll let John go over there. Then you pay John whatever you're going to pay him. So if you give me 20, you pay John 20, you pay Francis 40, it is what it is. But it's just 20 on the books that we did nothing for. For a guy who's going to retire. And you sit back and you... And if John beats Francis, say, John, come back. Yeah, you come on back. But the, all signs point to the system about to break. The UFC's system of underpaying fighters is on the verge of breaking in the next 24 months. Because, again, unless... Somewhat, maybe. To a degree. If Saudi does what I think they're going to do and just starts throwing money like they do with everything else, yeah. fighters want to get paid. You got to partner with them. 
But that, that, that is what we're seeing everywhere else, right? Like they thought Liv was going to yeah, crush yeah. golf. PGA said, fuck it, we're in partnership. And they complained for six months and they're like, we're joining. Boxing is like, yeah, we love all these things. Frank Warren was like, fuck it, we're partnering. Deontay, all these fighters, they're going out yeah. there. That means Heyman's partnering. Yo, if you're big enough to get the bag out there, go do it. Cut me the check. We'll call it a day. The problem is Dana's ego. He's going to be the only one. Oh, Dana's ego. And he don't own his company. No, but he calls the shots still, right? Like he's got Endeavor's not going to just jump in with, with Saudi. I, I just don't see it. Endeavor now. TKO. Yeah. Gets three bags a year from Saudi. Yeah. From the WWE. Yes. They just threw Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon under the bus. Oh, yeah. Because of the money. Of course. Well, and his transgressing. And transgressing. Yes. Sure. But he was messing up the bag. Yeah, he's fucking up the money. On the, yo, public, throwing him under a bus on yeah. this call. If Dana stands in the way of messing up that bag, a relationship they already have through the absorption of WWE, because of his ego, for the first time in a long time, I think that is where he loses. Look, I agree with you. The The issue for Dana in the UFC is when they present their books to Endeavor, they look good. Yeah. Right? It's like we got this ESPN deal. We're making money hand over fist. We're not paying our fighters shit. And it keeps going. If Saudi comes over and wants to co-promote, the UFC then says, well, why would we do this for one fight? Right? Like, unless they purchase Bellator and you try to figure out this super fight thing. Like, you could try, but... The UFC still makes too much money to justify, like, a partnership. Yeah. And that would be the issue. Again, my issue is not that. My issue is looking at other fighters going, oh. Once they start bouncing. That's going to be the thing. Now force you, like golf. Yeah. Live golf. Once you start funneling players and overpaying them. How much they pay Phil Mickelson? Stupid money. Right. And it's like, he's out the door. Once they get the Nates... The Jorge Masvidal, people you think are kind of washed up and they probably are. But once they start absorbing those people and then the younger people start going over, it's like, yeah, now we have kind of a mix up. Yeah. What can we do? It, it's it's a competition. But all this to say is like right now, John Jones is your heavyweight champion. Tom Aspinall is your interim champion. If you I don't even know if John would go for this. If you present John a fight in London with Aspinall in the UK, and you just, you have to pay the man. You have to pay. Like you, you can, yeah, you can no longer say, well, this is it because there's a market out there that's ready to pay John Jones. And John Jones only has like two or three fights left in him. How upset is John Jones? Not upset, but how, I guess, peeved is he watching Francis Ngannou, a guy who's never been the draw he is? Guy who's not the MMA fighter he is doesn't have the t- even the talking skills, marketability of a John Jones. Leave and get that big ass bag, bro, and become a superstar in the sport. I always I tell people this all the time. When it comes to your career and with work, never be a slave to your company. Like never, never. I don't care where you work. Go for the bag. Yeah, you go for the bag. You bet on yourself because a company's job is to make you a worker. Their job isn't to make you a boss, right? 
And John's loyalty to the UFC is now at a fault. Yeah. Because Francis Ngannou has made infinitely more money in one fight than John has made in multiple fights in his career. And all he and all Francis did was tell everybody, fuck you, I'm doing this. Yeah. Fuck you, I'm doing that. Fuck. Like, and Dana laughed at him. He fumbled the bag. Everybody, he fumbled the bag. And John was like, oh, he didn't want to fight me. Like, they played that narrative. Oh, he don't want to fight nobody. That's, that's like Dana's go-to. If anybody's getting ready to leave, he didn't want to fight nobody. He didn't want to fight nobody. Just fought the WBC heavyweight champion of the world. In a lot of people's eyes, he beat him. Not mine. But a lot of people's eyes, he beat him. He knocked him down. That's all that's that matters. That's all he needs to do. That's all he needs to know. And now Francis Ngannou, a man who came to the UFC, couldn't even speak English. Man was backed by Tyson. How smart was that? Yeah, yo, it, yo it, it, it's so funny because this is a, just a quick aside. People are so dumb. Like, not even dumb. Uneducated about combat. I've watched like every show was like, man, Mike Tyson trained this. Mike Tyson didn't do shit. Damn, damn. That was Dewey Cooper and Eric Nixon put that game plan together for, for what Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou had. Like, Dewey Cooper and Eric Nixon had the perfect plan for Francis Ngannou that Tyson Fury was clearly not ready for. But all that happens. Dewey's kickboxed everywhere. 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 Dewey's like the guy, right? <laughs> Francis comes out of this, like, say what you want about Tyson Fury. Stock took a hit. Whatever. We'll talk more about the boxing show. Him and Alexander Usyk still having their fight. Tyson Fury still could be the best in the world, right? Sure. Just a bad night. He underestimated a guy. But him underestimating Francis Ngannou has led to Francis Ngannou being bigger than everybody not named Conor McGregor in the UFC. Yeah, and that's the problem with the UFC right now. Because for so long, they were like, you leave, you're not making more money yeah. than you're you here. You need us. You need us. The only person that's done it is Conor. And they said Connor was Connor. Yep. Connor went, got his 100 mil. It's Connor. No one else is Connor. And Nganu was top 10 draw in the UFC. Maybe, Maybe not even that. Maybe. Not, well, I mean, between Poirier, Connor, Masvidal, Colby, Colby, John. Maybe top 10. Yeah. Like Habib, O'Malley. Like um, maybe a top 10. And he just went and broke the algorithm and showed that you can get that dope. Do you know Sean O'Malley's earning potential on the open market now? Oh, if, crazy. If O'Malley went and fought Tank right now, it's stupid. How much Saudi would give him? Again, the, there's only so much the UFC can do is like, no, we're not going to let you do that. No, we're not going to let you do that. Because now nobody's going to come back to the negotiating table. I'm not table. signing this contract. Yeah, this deal, fuck your deal. No. I'm going to go a, box and then come back. Yo, it is, it is WCW. And WWE all over again. Like the WWF was like, yo, this, this, we got you guys. Blah. We, we do things. This is how we do things. And then WCW billionaire Ted came around. I was like, yo, you old washed up wrestlers here. Take all this money. And now eventually it broke. The, it fucked them up. But it made WWE get better. Yeah. They had to. The UFC's never had to get better. They just been a content machine. That's just trotting people out there to, here, take your 20 and 20. Good luck. Oh, your fight fell out too fucking bad. Now it's like you show me that that contract, seven fight deal. Fuck you, I ain't oh, no seven fight deal. That same deal is gonna be here when I come back. Yeah, I'll give you three, and then three needs to be in the calendar. Year. Like all them options, like when the attorneys jump in, all those. If the PFL is doing what I think it's about to do, and somebody like John fucks around and hits the open market, good luck. It's it scared me more if someone like O'Malley hit the open. 
Oh, Omar, it's frightening. Like, Omar's going to get turned to dust if you fight Javante Davis, right? Sure. Like, Shakur Stevenson, we were joking about this because Shakur is like, I'd fight him, right? He's like, just to send their asses all back. I was like, I think you should put an MMA fighter against a boxer and just make one big card of us beating him up. I was like, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> but it's like, they'll be rich, right? Yep. And some of these MMA fighters, they don't just want to, they just want to get paid. Yep. So, but you can't restrict them for so long before there's like a fucking full on mutiny. Because O'Malley, he's next. You can only control him for so long. If he, I think he's going to lose to Cheeto Vera. I think, I think he, he is. beats Cheeto, but it's a horrible style matchup for him. It sure. showed the first time. But you beat Cheeto. And if those pay per view numbers, if you show O'Malley those pay per view numbers, which you probably shouldn't do. And then O'Malley's like, everything's open now with TKO. You can't hide it. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's done. The days of hiding shit are done. Then O'Malley's like, oh, when's my deal up? Because he remember, O'Malley was one of the first fighters who was like, oh, I'm not fighting top 15 guys until I get top yeah. 15 money. Smart. Yep. Smart. Like, the, yo, they're on the verge of breaking the algorithm of the, in the UFC. And Danish, he's, he's, too, he's too calm about this. He's too like, oh, we got this. No, you don't. Till it's too late. Yep. It, once you got to get ahead of it. The valve breaks and start, there's a leak. It's going to be a full-on flood in a year. Getting close. Yeah, but Aspinall being the champ, good for Aspinall. I, Not good for pay-per-view, no. No, but <laughs> the UFC better hope that John Jones fights Aspinall because they, they're about to find themselves in a pickle. Yep. So, I mean, real quick before we get out of here, um, UFC, like we talked about, they have a card this weekend. We'll just go through the top three fights on this card. Chase Hooper, Jordan Levitt. We're about to talk to Chase in a second. Yeah, so I guess I got to pick Chase. Of course, we're picking Chase. We're on a losing streak. I know, Frivola got his hair kicked off. But no, in reality, I think this is a really good fight. It is. In Jordan terms- Levitt, I always sleep on Jordan Levitt. He always ends up winning, twerking on somebody. Yeah. But Chase needs this. This is the friendliest fight on the card. But I think Chase will probably win a decision. And like, it's just a big scramble. Fight. Yeah, and they're going to hug it out after. Sure. They're two nice guys. Uh, Michael Morales versus Jake Matthews. Michael Morales is sending him to the gods. Michael Morales is like 23 or 24 years old. Yep. He 24 break, now. He's not like, he doesn't fight like a young fighter. Nope. He's, that kid's got power. He's killing Jake Matthews. Yeah, it's going to be one hell of a showcase fight. And then Brendan Allen, Paul Craig. It's a tough one, man. You can't, you can't mess around and get caught up with Paul, Paul Craig's submission game. No, see, Paul Craig is like in that. Gatekeeper zone, but I know. really he's too good to be a gatekeeper still. It's tough. I'm going with Brendan Allen, but this is tough. UFC matchmaking, boy. There's no soft touches. None. There's no soft touches. And, and mm, yeah, I don't know, man. It's hard. Paul Craig's still really good. This is that middleweight, ain't it? It is. Paul Craig's moving down a weight class. Hey, I'm going to go with Brendan Allen. I never like when a fighter moves down in weight unless unless it just felt like they were always too small for the division. Paul Craig never struck me as too small for 205. No. And this would be his second fight. So he knocked out Andre Muniz. Muniz Muniz don't count. Um, Muniz don't count? Nah, not really. That was a good knockout. Before then, he subbed Krylov. Yeah, but I mean, he lost his two fights. Lost to Ozemir. Not, I mean, he just always looks so big. Beat Jamal Hill. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, that's right. He did. Yep. Those are his last four fights. He just always looks so big for middleweight. 
damn Paul Craig's resume. Or Shogun, who would beat the shit and out of him? He's fought everybody. Like, Paul Craig is like a seasoned veteran. Ah, fuck it. I'll just go with Brendan Allen. And recently, like, these wins are good. This is a tough-ass fight for Brendan Allen. Yeah, it is. But I'm going to pick Brendan Allen anyway. Me too. This is a step up, though, in competition. For this sure. is, is going to be one hell of a main event. I'll go Brendan Allen, but Paul Craig could just really shot. He is big as hell. He, he's so big. Down. He's big. Like, he was big and light heavy. Like, he yeah. would... Johnny Walker and Volkanos, like, he looked them in their eyes. Yeah. Like, he filled out really well. Cutting down to 85, I mean, it's 20 pounds. Uh, we'll see. I mean, he's, he's managed it well. The but, power seemed to have gone with him. Yeah, well, he's never been a big punch. He's, he's more of a, a grapple well, type. Yeah, of I mean, but he has the subs, and then now he moved down. First round knockout. Yeah, well, again, Muniz, I'm not really worried about. I, I'm still going to pick Brendan Allen. Fuck him. Yeah, I'll pick Brendan Allen. It should be one hell of a fight card. You guys don't go anywhere, though. When we come back, it's time to chop it up with Chase Hooper. Got to ask him about the Ben Askren connection a little bit. They're only 24 years old. So much still uh, in his future. So don't go anywhere. Got Chase Hooper right after this. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com All right, everybody, as promised, we are back with our guest, UFC's own Chase Huber, joining us today on the Corner Podcast. Chase, thanks for taking time out during the fight week to chop it up with us. Your reception is nice, crystal clear now. The hair is flourishing on the camera. It looks great, man. Uh, yeah, thank you for taking some time out to talk to us. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's an exciting fight week for you. Um Man, I was just looking at this. Still just 24 years old. It seems like you've been in the UFC forever. Is it weird to be like a veteran at this point of the roster at only 24 years old? Yeah. Like, uh, like I mentioned, like obviously there's an adjustment period here in UFC. Um, it's a different level than again, like the local shows where I was, you know, 45 minutes down the road from the venue and like, Sometimes I didn't even see my opponent until we stepped into the octagon. So now, you know, being in UFC, like having a guy like Jordan where it's like, I know him, I've talked to him, that type of thing. Um, it's just a different level. And, and I feel like, you know, if I went from the regional scene to something like this, it, it would have been a huge shock. And I mean, even it even was like my debut. Um, it was a huge difference. Um, but yeah, it, it's a lot of pressure, but. 
again, like you, you end up adjusting to it. And now like this type of stuff's normal, um, which is cool. I, I never really thought it would be, but, uh, like I feel pretty comfortable. I don't feel like I'm, you know, getting, uh, like crazy amped up or anything before I need to, like, I feel pretty cool, calm and collected until, you know, till the lights kick on and it's, uh, it's time to get out there. Let me ask you, man, you just talk about fighting Jordan Levitt, who is, you know, he's a veteran. He's been around as well. Um, but you have been at the apex. I think this will be your fourth time at the apex. Third or fourth. Uh, I did, uh, all the two my fights. So I think this will be my sixth time. Your six times four straight, there. yeah, four incredible. straight, and then you had you had three pay per views. Do you how yeah, do you yeah. how do you feel about fighting at the Apex? I ask this to everybody because some people love it, some people hate it. The idea that you can hear everything, you can hear commentary when you're at the Apex. Does that mess with you at all? Uh, no, honestly, like I get kind of tunnel vision when I fight, anyways. Um, so whether it's in an arena and there's a crowd, like I just try to especially when the walkout goes, like I just try to keep my eyes forward and like focus on, you know, what I'm supposed to do, that type of thing. Um, but I like the process of the apex. Obviously it would have been cool to be on a crazy card like last weekend's MSG. Um, but I, I definitely am not gonna, um, complain about being, you know, the featured bout being high up on the card, getting to, uh, you know, kind of test that side of things. Um, cause I've been, pretty lucky as far as getting to fight early and get it done, you know, earlier in the day, um, where now I'm going to have to wait a little bit. Uh, so I, I think it just changes the process a little bit, but I like how smooth everything is at the apex. Um, doesn't really bother me that it's too quiet. I mean, the, the energy of the crowd's always cool, but, uh, there's, there's always time for that. Talking about Jordan Levitt, uh, twerking aside, He's had some very exciting finishes in the UFC. He's a guy who seems like he's always underestimated. He goes in there, puts on a great show. When you look at an opponent like that, do you take it as like, man, this guy's really going to challenge me. This is someone that's going to make me step up my game. Because it seems like win or losing, Jordan Levitt always seems to make these headlines, right? Like his loss even to Patty Pimblett. It's always a fight people are talking about. Is this someone where you're like, thank you, UFC. You gave me an opponent where we can really go out there and I can showcase my best self. I mean, I, I think he's like me in a lot of ways. Like, uh, we're two of the least intimidating guys on the UFC roster. Um, you know, we're not out there trying to look like, you know, the toughest dude in the room. It's not, it's not his personality. It's not mine. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm obviously, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like coming from, the side of also being a guy that people underestimate. Um, it's, it's not really hard for me to take him seriously. Um, and at the end of the day, I know like when the fight starts, I, I'm going to be just as motivated to not get beat up, whether he's going to try and twerk on me after or not, I'm going to still, uh, you know, be motivated to get that second paycheck and, uh, you know, get, get another win regardless of who it is. Let me ask you, man, because, you just mentioned the MSG card. That MSG card was loaded, right? Like the, the the main card was absolutely loaded. Do you look at who else is on your card? Who else you're competing with, like on the card when it comes to like bonuses, performance of the night, or just the attention that this card gets? Because for a fight night, like I want to be honest, we've had some pretty shitty fight nights, right? Like there's some of those cards you like, mm, it's not great. This one is actually pretty damn good. This is a pretty loaded fight night. Have you looked at it and was like, 
ooh, I got some competition here. If I want to get performance of the night, I ooh, like if you got to deal with Aspinall and Perea, that that's good luck, right? Like good luck in a performance. But this feels like you have a great opportunity to get a performance of the night bonus. Yeah, I mean, like my I've been on some crazy fight cards. Um, what was it? Uh, Volkanovski Holloway won. Colby Usman won. Like I was on a card with those guys. That was my pro debut or that was my UFC debut. So it's like, I've been used to these, uh, or, you know, Tony Ferguson when he fought, uh, Charles Oliveira. I've been on, you know, the same cards as some of these crazy high level guys. Um, I was on the card with Nate and Leon. Um, you know, so I've been on these crazy cards. So it's nice when I get to be, you know, higher up in the card on one of these, you know, I guess, in the grand scheme of thing of things, it's more low key. Um, so it definitely bodes well for bonuses. Uh, you don't really get the opportunity for that. Like, uh, on the crazy pay-per-views, um, you know, I was on some cards with Izzy, all these guys, like some of these crazy iconic fights. It's cool to, uh, you know, be able to be a part of that, but you know, if you get a finish, like you're not getting that money. It's, it's going to the higher up guys, the guys that have been around, uh, you know, the Justin Gaethje's, those type of guys. So, you know, it's, it's just, uh, taking the positives, especially with being on an apex card that, you know, it's more likely if I get a finish or if we have a good fight that, uh, we might make that extra money. You mentioned this earlier and, uh, you said it several times now, like fighting higher on the card. This comes with like a level of popularity as well. And you said like you're one of the least imposing guys in the UFC, but you found a way to crack into a different level of popularity. Like you are a fan favorite. You have a big following. How do you attribute that to yourself? Like, did you do anything specific? Because you're not a trash talker. You're like, you're not out here with crazy colorful hair like Sean O'Malley or doing wild stuff to get attention. You're just you, but you seem to have generated that following anyway. Uh, I don't know. I, I think. Um the looks can be deceiving side of things definitely helps out. Like people like seeing the guy that looks like he's going to get beat up, uh, you know, win. And, and I feel like in the social media stuff, I just try to like, you know, because sometimes it feels like a, a job. It feels like a chore to, to do social media stuff. So I try and like have as much fun with it as I can. And, uh, you know, I think that's why most people go on social media anyways. It's like they're there for the memes. They don't, they don't care about your trash talk. They don't care about you you know, trying to be too serious. They, they want to see funny stuff. And, you know, every now and again, I post something funny, um, or, you know, make, make a memorable, uh, statement every once in a while. And, uh, I, I think that helps, but again, like not trying to be a tough guy, like I'm just, you know, being myself. And, and I think that, uh, people definitely see that and probably appreciate it. The you and Ben Askren memes are, are gold. They're, they're forever goaded. <laughs> <laughs> they are forever goaded. Thank you. For you, uh, MMA is not a young man's game. And what I mean by that is it ain't kind. Like, this is not a sport. Like, it seems like everybody gets better as they get older. You take your lumps when you're younger. And the UFC has made it a habit never to give you a soft touch. Like, you have never benefited from getting a soft touch in a fight. But it also makes you a better fighter, right? You've alternated wins and losses your last few fights. Where do you feel like you are right now in your career? Again, we've mentioned this before. You're still 24. I know I'm not I, I'm not, I know you're not going to say that you've you've reached your peak, but how much better do you feel now as an MMA fighter when it comes to performance now than you did when you first got here several years ago? 
Yeah. I mean, I feel a lot better. I, I think part of that, and it, I think it showed my last fight. Part of it is obviously like just putting the time in. Um, and again, like I'd only been a professional for six months when I got my contender shot. Um, so that's not a very long time, you know, to, to gather up that experience. I was 18. Um, you know, I, I was doing it to pay the bills. I still am, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just now I've been a professional for what, four or five years. Um, maybe coming up on six, getting pretty close to it. Uh, I think I might've just passed that, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's about putting the time in, um, and then again, like getting used to the pressure of UFC. Um, it's not really comparable to like anything you can't, uh, you can't deal with that pressure until you've been there like multiple times and, you know, win or lose, you come out on the other side, you know, better, um, than you went in hopefully. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I've done that, but, uh, yeah, I, I think just the time ends, maybe a better fighter. And again, the experience of fighting all these tough guys. Um, but being up at 55, I, I feel like is also a lot better for me than I, now that I'm not, you know, killing myself to make weight as much at least. Um, so I'm able to, you know, be healthier and, and train harder and, uh, you know, fight, fight harder too. So I think it's all around. Mentioning 55, like the lightweight division is just stacked, right? Like you mentioned guys like Justin Gaethje and everyone else. It's how fun is it to be in the midst of that division? And do you look at some of those guys? Cause being 24, those guys are now almost 10 years older than you. But you you look at their careers. You look at a guy like Dustin Poirier, who took a few losses early on, and then it clicks. Max Holloway took a lot, two losses early on. It clicks. Charles Oliveira, it clicks. And when it clicks for them, they're just off to the races, and they're in the title picture, it seems, for years. Do you look at those guys and say, man, when they were my age in this division, they took their lumps, and now I see where they are. Like I, I'm, I can see my path towards the title and my future in this division. Yeah. I, I mean, I think so. Um, kind of one of my things that I've, you know, thought about in the past is, you know, Max Holloway went three and three in his first six UFC fights. Oliveira went five and five in his first 10 UFC fights. Um, but again, that goes into there being an adjustment period. Um, and when you jump into UFC, there's such an experience gap, uh, like from the people that are making their debuts, to these guys with, you know, 30, 40 pro fights that are up at the top of the divisions. Um, again, like these mainstays that have been around for a decade, you know, in the UFC, it definitely makes a huge difference. Um, and I think, you know, just kind of knowing again, like I don't need to be trying to beat John Jones record. I'm already past that, but no, there's no reason to rush it. Again, this is like, if you want to be a, a Dustin Poirier, a Max Holloway, Charles Oliveira, you gotta, you know, put the work in fight by fight. And, uh, you know, obviously you gotta win some of them, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think UFC sees when people are, um, you know, worthy of, in, you know, getting some investment and, uh, you know, hopefully that's what they see when they, uh, look at me still. So. Regardless of how this fight goes, and obviously we hope you win because you're on this show and we don't like having shows and people lose. Yes. But how do you, what do you do after this? Because it's F1 weekend in Vegas. I don't know if you're an F1 fan or if you even care to watch the races, but 
It's the same damn weekend. It's like, it's a lot going on in Vegas this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the Strip, we're definitely not going to the Strip. It's way <laughs> too, uh, way too packed out there. Um, I I mean, we're flying home pretty early on uh, Sunday. I think we leave at like 6 a.m. or something. So pretty much just going to come back to the hotel, maybe get some dinner, wash up regardless, um, and then, you know, take a quick nap and, and go home. I mean, that's what I would have wanted to do anyways. Um, usually after fights, I just want to go home and sleep. So, uh, that's, that's the game plan for sure. No celebration in Vegas. I like, listen, man, you're, you're good. That's <laughs> many people are just like, I'm, I'm going out. I'm partying. I've been cutting weight. I've been doing all this stuff. Yeah. yeah people lose their mind in Vegas. So that's good. That That's focused for a 24 year old. And me at 24 would not have done that. I would have been like, did you see my fight? Did you see me knock this guy out? I'm at like every bar in Vegas going crazy. I mean, put the fight on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> no, but... yeah I don't know. I think I definitely more low key and I don't know. I, I don't think it's m- maybe the best idea to be like getting drunk and shit after you just took some brain trauma, you know, <laughs> you give right. it a day or two. That, that, that is fair. very true. That's that's fair. Can't knock that. Uh, when you look at this fight though, again, Levitt, great opponent, but it's a fight made for you to shine and go out there and take that next step um, in terms of going from a prospect to trying to crack these rankings in the lightweight division. How do you see this fight playing out? How do you see you getting the job done on Saturday night? Yeah, I I mean, it's a fun matchup. I I feel like our styles match up really well together. He likes to grapple, so do I. Um, You know, I I think... uh, I have a hard pace to keep up with. I have a hard style to keep up with. Um, I think, you know, whether I snake something up early in the fight or, uh, you know, we go the 15 minutes, I, I think I'm going to be able to hopefully win the scrambles, keep the top position. <clears throat> we'll see on the feet. He's a little awkward, but uh, again, so am I. We're both a couple of awkward dudes and uh, I think it's going to make for one uh, awkward fight for sure. Hopefully one that's fun to watch. Oh, man, I can't wait. Awkward, fun fights. I, I mean, I'm here for them. Look, look, I'm a big fan of, of crazy scrambles. I'm a big fan of, of grappling. Some people don't like grappling as much as stand-up, but I think what you two have could make this a very interesting fight. But all I want to know is, do you think Jordan Lev is going to twerk one way or another? You got to put an end to that on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, he's, he said he wouldn't twerk on a child, so I, I hope I'm safe, but uh, <laughs> we'll see if he takes that back. If you, when you beat him, if he wants to twerk with you, will you join him in a twerk? I, I think I'd probably hurt myself trying to, trying to get my back to move like that. <laughs> All right, well, you got, you got some time to wake up. <laughs> got some time to practice yeah. if you didn't want to join in. Uh, Chase, thank you so much for joining us. Have a great time this weekend. Get another win. Can't wait to see what you do this weekend and beyond. Because again, you have a long future in MMA. So thank you so much. Appreciate you taking the time out. Hey, appreciate it. Great talking to you guys. Thank you, everyone. Chase Hooper. Make sure you guys watch him this weekend. UFC card going down from here in Vegas. Uh, it'll end, I think, right when F1 is starting. So it's like perfect timing if you guys are watching F1 or waiting for that to kick off, it's going to be one hell of a fight card. Thank you guys for listening to the show today. Everyone here at Blue Wire Studios, Wind Resort in Las Vegas. Follow us on social media. Check us out on YouTube. Like, subscribe everywhere you guys can as well. It's been one hell of a show. Thank you. Until next time, we're out.
Peace. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.